You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. You need to visit your local Interstate Batteries store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. I want to tell you guys about something for me that has been really cool about Interstate Batteries. So I've been using this trolling motor on my kayak. And I bought just some, I can't even remember what brand of battery it was for this trolling motor. I bought it from Walmart. And uh, I bought it last year, and it just totally sucked. Like, it bit the dust really quick. So I bought this Interstate Batteries trolling motor, uh, Interstate Batteries battery for my trolling motor. And I'm telling you, the thing performs like crazy. It is night and day different from the other one that I bought. Um, pretty, pretty close to the exact same price. And all around better experience, especially... Uh, for me right now, while I'm fishing, I'm hitting spots, I'm going far away from the boat ramp, trying to get as far away as I can, and that troll motor has been awesome um, with the Interstate Batteries battery. So go out and check out interstatebatteries.com, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 79. Today, me and Drew are recapping my recent trip to Tennessee. This is the last episode of our turkey season podcast, and we're going to talk about probably one of the most exciting turkey hunts that I have ever had in Tennessee on public land, where I was able to shoot a white turkey. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am here with my buddy Drew Robbins, all the way over there in uh, old Winston County, Alabama. What you doing, Drew? Oh, what's up, man? The free state of Winston, just uh, hanging out, man. Um, was enjoying the weather today, and then it dropped off really humid. And so, started out really nice and got humid, so we're just uh really honestly parker turkey season's done um gearing up for maybe a little bit of fishing and some summer scouting heck yeah man that's that's what i'm doing uh, i haven't gone summer scouting uh for turkey season for the most part this year kind of seemed like summer scouting to me um <laughs> especially in alabama uh but i just got off the water today i fished today well actually so I'm headed uh, to get my wife and, and kids from Florida. I'm going to meet their, her parents halfway, pick them up tomorrow. And so um, I've been wifeless and kidless for the last like two weeks. I mean, it's been a long time and uh, <laughs> it's been pretty crazy. I, with her parents living so far away, it just kind of makes sense, you know, especially yeah. For me, I was able to go to Tennessee and turkey hunt for a little while. We kind of try to coordinate those times whenever I go on a trip that she gets to go, you know, and not just be sitting here at home by herself. So, um, but I went fishing, let's see, uh, earlier this week, I caught a toad of a fish. I saw, I saw that, man. Um, I caught a real big one. I mean, probably, a. I mean, he... She was probably pushing six pounds, if I had to guess. She was a big yeah. chunk. Uh, I yeah. Top water? Uh, no, man. So I fish pretty much exclusively with a Cinco on this lake. There's a lake uh, here, a local lake here in Coleman. And, uh, man, 
I tear them up on the Cinco. Now, uh, today was not that was not the case. I did not do very good today. It was it was rough tonight, man. I went this morning before work, and I went tonight after work because I mean, might as well. There ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you um you you have joined up with yakking for bats, uh, chasing tails with, with Walt, right? Yeah. So so Walt's put on this charity tournament. It's a kayak only bass tournament, and uh, he did it last year, and it was a good time. And so we're doing it again this year, and fishing against some of the best names in the business. You got Greg Godfrey. <laughs> you got you got Chase Prince. You got Adam Cruz. Uh, who else you got? You got the Whitetail Distraction podcast guys. I mean, just some really absolutely solid fishermen, and then Walt's in there too. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, what what I love what I love Park is how you didn't name him in you know the good fisherman you know. But hey, I have heard that his shoes or his Crocs and his reels and rods and his coolers match his kayak, which is that that's cute. That's cute. It is cute. So he's got uh, seafoam green Crocs. He's got a seafoam green. <laughs> new canoe kayak he has got a uh seafoam green cell phone like dry bag <laughs> that's my favorite part is he got a seafoam green cell phone dry bag i'm like bro you you gotta take it easy on this man like that's a lot of seafoam green um it, oh man gosh it's you oh. know, it's walt if we didn't Pick it's Walt. On, pick on him just a little bit, like it's because we don't love him yeah. anymore, you know. Yeah, and guys, if you haven't listened to podcast in a while, go chase out Chase and Tails. That's, that's what we're talking about is Walter Lee. And trust me, we're not saying anything that we haven't already said to his face. So this is this is true. <laughs> Everything that has been said has been said to Walter. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but Park, you just got off the road, man. Um, I know you. You know, said you went up to Tennessee with you know Adam Cruz, and but um, man, that's them. That must have been pretty sweet going up in Tennessee, whacking some long beards. Oh, bro. Well, long beards and short beards. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I did shoot yeah. Jake while I was down there, or up there. Ain't no shame in that game. Nah, man. First day, I'm gonna shoot one. And uh, dude, it was a heck of a time. Like we had a blast. Um. I, I can't tell you, like, I was thinking about it today. So, a week ago yesterday um, was probably one of the most memorable turkey hunts of my life. And uh, if, if, if people listen to um, last week's episode with uh, David and Andy, uh, David Williams and Andy Melton from Longbeard Legends, I kind of teased some things, and uh, if you... If you don't follow Southern Ground on any kind of type of social media, then you may not know um, that it was pretty cool. So last week, me and Adam are interviewing uh, Andy and David, and we're talking about our trip, and we're talking about, you know, just turkey hunting stuff. And I start talking about this white turkey that I saw that day. Um, it was that day that we actually interviewed them that I saw it. And I, we were kind of just joking around about trophy turkey hunting, and I was like, "Well, if we're talking about trophies, I, I'm I'm letting every bird walk until I kill kill that white lightning bird." And uh, <laughs> I'll be danged if the next morning I didn't kill that white bird. <laughs> and, uh, Sweet man, it was so cool, man. It it was it was a like it was one of those things that you kind of look at it and you're like. Did that really just happen to me? Like Yeah, on public land. On yeah, on public land. Like it was a public land turkey. Um people got their people have their own opinions, man, and and before we kind of get into the the actual story of, you know, kind of starting out the trip. Um Yeah. I'll I'll kind of I'll kind of get into that. People man, people have their opinions on things and they they really really try hard to put other people down no matter what. And, yep. uh, that's, this is the age of social media. And so that, you know, that's fine. One of the things my dad taught me growing up is that, um, 
even if they're talking bad about you, at least they're talking about you. And that's a good thing. And, and so, you know, it's been one of those deals where, you know, if I post it somewhere or it gets shared somewhere, people are like, oh, that's domestic turkey. That's a completely domestic. I bet that was an easy hunt. Like, and they just don't know, you know, like they just assume that I've been sitting, you know, next to somebody's barn house and (laughs) shooting their turkeys. When the reality of the situation was that it was a public land, like I kayaked in to kill this bird and like, it was, it was cool. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue, you know, I did, I, I'm not going to get it tested cause I don't really care. Uh, it's kind of like getting a deer scored, you know, I just really don't care. I would rather, instead of setting myself up for any type of, you know, maybe not liking the way that something turned out, uh, I would much rather just have that experience and know that it was a blast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so that's what I did. You know, I'm not going to deny that maybe this bird has some domestic genes to it. Um, but here's what I can tell you. It was a wild turkey living, eating, traveling, (laughs) breeding, all with all the other regular Eastern wild turkeys that were in there. And in fact, the first time I saw the bird, I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Um, the first time I saw that bird, it was with a, uh, just an Eastern, just brown, black, whatever you want to call it, turkey. It was with a hen. And it was like with that hen, you know, like it probably bred that yeah. hen at some point. And so, yeah. um, that's what I know. When I actually shot the bird, it was with regular turkeys. Like it was with regular birds. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at with it. People want to say what they want to say. That's fine. I don't give a crap. Here's what I can tell you. 100 out of 100 turkey hunters, if they're sitting there on especially on a public land piece of property they ain't been to a whole lot, they don't have a whole lot of history with they're sitting there, and gobbler's gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. He comes up over the hill, and it's a regular long beard and a white long beard. Which one is 100 out of 100 turkey hunters going to shoot, Drew? Oh, yeah, white. The white, the white one. one. They're every single time. If somebody tells you they wouldn't, they're a bold-faced liar. Like, and, yep. it, and if somebody's lit, like, you don't have to keep listening to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast if you don't want to. If, if if you think I'm wrong on this deal, freaking quit listening. But I promise you, if that, I'm getting kind of getting on a soapbox a little bit. But I promise you. <laughs> this is the rain of the day. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I've been thinking about this hard, Drew. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a no brainer. Yeah. You're going to shoot the white turkey. Like, if a white turkey comes out, you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of it. And so, um, no. so that's what happened. And, 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 it, and it, it's the same thing with like, if, if you hunt next to a high fence ranch, you know, and your lease is next to it, well, doggone it. I'm going to be as close to that doggone fence as I possibly can be. <laughs> you're going to you look know? for the holes in just, the fence and that's where you're going to hunt just, at. Just in the off chance that one of them jumps it, gets out or whatever. I mean, you know, and but it, it's wild. You kayak in on public land, but also in and too, Parker. You you, you said a word that 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 we always kind of focus on. It's the experience. Yeah, it's the experience. And this was like a what a ten day Tennessee hunt. Yeah, nine nine days. Is what it was nine days. Yeah, man. Yeah, and dude, you did it with a buddy and um, met it with some other dude, some some other turkey hunters, and just. So it was a, it really was an experience, and 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 the other part too, they all eat the same. Yeah, yeah, this this is true. You know, um, no now I, now a question I did have for you, um, you going to get it, you know, a, a full body mount on oh, that yeah. thing or what? Oh yeah, full yeah. body. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be so sweet, mount. dude. Yep, and that, and and I'll be honest with you, that was a struggle for me, and uh, and I, I'll be completely transparent and honest with people on this deal um because I, I don't think there's another way that you that you can be when it comes to this like when you shoot a a wild turkey that you want to get mounted the the option of being able to eat that bird goes away right um yeah. 
yeah. which which I hate. Like I absolutely hate that. And in most scenarios, I'm not gonna get a wild turkey mounted. I just won't. Like it's not like when I told even so like everybody and their dogs telling me you need to get this thing mounted. You need a full body mount. You better be doing a full body mount on that thing. Um, and I told my wife I was like, hey, I think I'm gonna get this get this bird mounted and she was like what <laughs> what really you're gonna get a turkey <laughs> mounted because she thinks she thinks a turkey's head looks like a ball sack <laughs> so she said she's like well there's that it looks like a nut sack i'm like well i mean but it's because i'll say this happened with the first bird i shot this year i brought it home and henley was like my little girl like she loves when i bring home dead animals and i was like i told Hallie, i was like that is the prettiest bird Look at those colors. She's like, it looks like a red, white, and blue nutsack, Parker. There ain't nothing pretty about that bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being honest, sweetheart. Yeah, I, thank I you for that. I appreciate that. Um, but anyway, so that's – when I told her that, she was kind of – she was like, really? And I was like, baby, you don't – maybe you don't understand just how crazy rare this is. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone personally who's ever shot – a a white turkey like i don't know no and i'm pretty involved in the turkey hunting world like and i don't i can't think of anybody that has so um anyway dude it was a it was a crazy I, i'm gonna step off this soapbox and as i'm stepping off i'm going to remind everybody just as a as a time where i can cool down and uh you know reflect and and all that and we can kind of get into the the actual the actual podcast I want to remind everybody to go check out screegear.com and here's why oh yeah if you will go to screegear.com if you're if you're a hunter i promise you will find something that you like and uh and, and yep. the, the way that i'm going to guarantee that promise is because you're going to look at it and you're going to say oh my gosh this looks like the same stuff that so many people are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on this looks like that same stuff, but I'm not going to be spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because it's affordable. So that's why I say you're going to like it. If you go there, you look at it, you look at the stuff, look at the pattern. The pattern's cool as heck. Uh, I have everything Mm -hmm. in the summit pattern, but I think for next Turkey season, I'm actually going to go with the mountain stealth pattern because it kind of has that like uh, tree bark kind of look to it. Um, it's darker, yeah. a little bit darker, kind of, you know, everybody, everybody goes crazy about bottom land pattern for turkeys, which I love it too. Cause the majority of the time you're sitting up against a tree and, uh, and I think I'm going to go with that one for turkey season next year, but man, I am telling you, Drew, I, I know you're the same way, man. I, I love the stuff. Like I, I'm, Oh yeah, man. I'm a huge fan. And yeah. It... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it, it, it's very durable. Um, I mean, you can wear it literally from, you know, that, that for that, that first cold snap during bow season mm-hmm. all the way through spring Turkey, yep. you know, with the, with a, with a hard scrabble set, you know, um, which is kind of their, you know, um, their, their all purpose set. It's really good. Um, what's the, what's the discount code Parker? Uh, the discount code and this discount code is going to save you 15% off your purchase is all Wait, lowercase. Man. All one word, Southern Ground. Use that at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And uh, I do not think you're going to be disappointed. I really don't. So, no, and, and also, you know, if you, you know, purchase Scree Gear, Scree Gear helps you kill white turkeys. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's that. There's I, that. I should, so. have done, I should have done a promotional piece for them while I'm sitting there. I couldn't have shot this white turkey if it wasn't for this camo. <laughs> it just would not have happened. Uh <laughs> No, but I mean, true story. I was I was actually wearing this. I was wearing the scree stuff when I shot the white bird. So, anyways, mm-hmm. so I, I got off my soapbox. Probably everybody who I offended stopped listening already, so that's good. Um, maybe there's a couple people that are still listening, and uh, and, <laughs> and I want to tell you guys a story. So, um, as we mentioned, uh, we went. Me and me and Adam Cruz went uh, to Tennessee, which he lives in Tennessee. I met up with him, and and hunted a brand new piece to us, to both of us, uh, of public land. And uh, man, that first day, Drew, when I got there, 
it was raining, it was crappy outside, and I heard three birds gobble on that, like, at, at first light, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is already a different a different world more, from where i live it's more than i heard all year in alabama <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and i ended up walking around and and spooking these birds off um like because it, it started raining pretty bad and so i just kind of started field hopping and i got to one field man at the end of it which ended up being like i don't know 100 yards away from the where i was parked after walking like a mile and a half back um I walked through this field. There was a couple, a hundred yards, a couple hundred yards, something like that from my truck. And there was like 15 turkeys in it. Like just turkeys going everywhere. <laughs> I was like, are you freaking kidding me? But, uh, so it was like a weird realization. And I guess kind of the first part that I want to talk about was like, you know, venturing out. Um, there, there's a, there's a few WMAs in Tennessee that everybody talks about. Uh, I'm not going to talk about them cause I'm going to have, I don't want a lot of people mad at me. But there are a few WMAs that a ton of people talk about. If you get on any Facebook forum, Tennessee-based Facebook forum, you have constantly you have people sharing and like sharing very valuable information for the whole world to see. And uh, our buddy, our buddy Catman, he gets <laughs> he gets man, he gets lit up on on folks when they're talking about <laughs> when they're talking about WMAs and stuff. It's it's actually. Uh, pretty funny, but it's understandable because, I mean, that that can make a WMA go downhill really stinking quick. And uh, people, you know, and I get it. People want to share. They want to talk about, you know, where they're at and they want to be, people are nice. I think people are good by nature. And um, and so they want to share those kind of things. But there's a few. And, and so basically my decision was I'm going to stay away from those places. Like I'm not even going to consider going to those places like anything around big towns in Tennessee I'm just gonna kind of keep my distance from it and so I I basically had a couple of different places that I wanted to check out and um, the place that we ended up going to was actually my second option there was a first one that I went to the first evening that I got there and just realized you know what this is going to be very difficult it was Drew it was like the steepest terrain I have ever seen and you know where I hunt, like most yeah. of the time. This stuff, it yeah, it was It wasn't necessarily that it was like really tall, and it wasn't like mountains or anything. It was just like knobs, and these knobs were so stinking steep. You, I mean, it's like one of those where you're you're standing straight up, and you hold your arm out, and you can touch the ground. You know, it's like right, just so <clears throat> steep. And so I went there that first day. The habitat was not great down in the down in the bottoms where I was accessing from. Um, it wasn't it wasn't really good turkey habitat, and so I just kind of I kind of made the decision, you know, that that night after I was like, you know what, I really don't want to just I don't want to wear myself to the bone this early in the trip. Maybe I need to try to find something that might be a little bit a little bit better, and I'd. I talked to several people about both of these places, and what they all said was um, about the one that we ended up staying at. They all said, yeah, I, you know, I haven't ever been there. I don't think it gets a lot of pressure. Right. And for me, that was like, okay, well, there's I know there's birds on these WMAs surrounding it. It just makes sense that there'd be birds here, but there's not anybody hunting it. And, dude, if if I'm being honest with you, there was nobody else hunting it. <laughs> like, wow. There were, we, me and Adam pretty much, pretty well had it all to ourselves the whole time. Um, you could pretty much go into any place and you were going to be the only person parked there. You weren't going to run into people. It was just pretty crazy. Um, especially considering, you know, the, the things I had heard about Tennessee and hunting on public land in Tennessee. It, I mean, it was nuts, man. Like, well, so the second day, going out there um it started raining really bad and uh, i I say the second day the the morning that i was that kind of talked about a while ago where i heard the three gobbles it was the same day it started raining really bad and so that afternoon i just was like you know what i'm just going to kind of explore explore the wma see what i can come up with see what i can find and just drive around i know turkeys like to hang out in fields when it's raining 
So I'm going to try to go to some of these places where I can drive to the edge of the field and be able to actually see it and see if I spot some birds. And if I do, maybe I'll make a game plan. And uh, this whole video, yeah. by the way, is is on the YouTube channel, so people can go watch that um, if they want to kind of get a visual of it. But um, So I went out, and uh, that morning heard those birds, spooked them all off, went back into town to let Adam know, like, hey, man, I think we should just stick here because there's a lot of turkeys around here. And uh, I didn't get service anywhere else except for in town. So I went in into town. Uh, called him, let him know. And I, I kind of looked at a place. I was like, well, you know, there's a boat ramp right there. I'd really like to check out what this boat ramp looks like because I'll probably use it um, at some point. So I'll just drive over there, and there's a bunch of fields around here that I'll have to drive drive through to get to the ramp. So I'll just check them out. So, dude, the, the freaking first field I come to, I see a group. I just see a bunch of turkeys in this uh, in this little gap. There's, like, little gaps between fields. So um, there's a small field and then a gap for, I guess, the tractor or whatever to get through. And then there's another field back there. And, I mean, I'm talking right off the road, maybe 50 yards or so. And I see this group of turkeys standing in this field, in this gap. And I was like, well, that gummit, there's a bunch of turkeys standing right there. And so I drove a little bit further, <laughs> acting like I wasn't doing anything, like, oh, nothing to see here. I drove a little bit further and turned around. And when I turned around, there's another turkey, <laughs> like, in the road. I was like, my gosh, this place is insane. And uh, <laughs> I have now seen more turkeys on this rainy day than I saw all season in Alabama. And uh, and so I turned around, got parked, and basically made this game plan to um, try to stalk up on them, stalk up on this field. It was raining. I figured they probably weren't going to come to much calling. And so I did it, man. And, like, when I got there to that field edge, um, I wasn't quite to the edge. I was kind of coming down this hill and there was a perfect little circle, like a little hole in the trees on the edge of this field. And I was like, kind of looking down it. I didn't even know if these birds were still there or not. I'm kind of looking down this little tiny. I mean, when I say tiny, I mean like three foot circle. And all of a sudden, like three red heads just walk into the middle of the circle <laughs> And I was like, oh, crap, they're right there. And so I got down, and I, I I couldn't think clearly. Like, if I would have been thinking clearly, I would have turned my GoPro. So another important note, is raining, so I didn't have my main camera with me because I didn't want to get it wet. All I had was my GoPro, and my batteries were, like, almost dead completely, both batteries. And so I was like, crap. And so I just, like, quickly snapped the GoPro to a tree that like to a twig that was there next to me. And I should, if I would have been thinking clearly, which I obviously I was thinking out of adrenaline and not wisdom. Um, I pointed the GoPro at me like I normally would if I had my main camera and not at the field where those turkeys were at so that you could at least see the shot on camera. And so I like got down, put my GoPro on, turned it on, got it to record. And then that bird, I just saw a redhead. I didn't know what it was. I knew it was a, a male turkey. I saw that redhead walk into that opening, and I shot it. And I was like, turkey hunting in Tennessee is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Adam, uh, Adam Crew is going to kill me for saying that. He Every time I said that on video, he, he was like, bro, don't say that. Like, we don't want everybody coming here. Um, it, 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 it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it definitely was not easy. But um, that first day was kind of like a, was just one of those kind of lucky first days. And um, so I, I killed that bird in the rain and was jacked up, man. I was fired up. And then, dude, it just proceeded to get absolutely tough as heck. Like, it, we were seeing birds. Adam came in that evening, and we basically used the same strategy except on our feet. We weren't driving the fields. We'd go to these big areas that had a bunch of fields, and we would just walk from field to field. And we ended up putting a stalk on some birds. Um, we saw a bunch of turkeys. Um, the problem was is they just were not coming into any calls. They were so they were still hinned up. Most of the most of the gobblers were hinned up still. Um, and I think it was because I was talking to we had a guest um, uh, Zach Lucas who came on. Uh, when was that? Were you on that one, Drew? 
You there? No. I, yeah. Yeah, Parker. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was not on that one. You weren't on Zach's. Um, Zach's from West Virginia, and uh, I was talking to him. Uh, I kind of feel like maybe just because the cold weather. Last week in Tennessee, we had one night that was like 29 degrees. Like, it yeah, was, it was cold. It was freaking cold, and that's really not good for uh, the the pole patch, like for, for those turkeys. So they should have all been bred and probably all – were bred and had their eggs but with that cold and wet weather like that's just not a good combination for um for a poult to be able to survive they, yeah they just can't survive that and so yeah, i mean do you, do you think maybe they i mean and i don't know much about turkeys but like i know with like ducks you know you can call that ducks to to to, to such a point where they won't come in because they've been called at too much. Do so you think maybe they've been called at too much, the turkeys? I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. They would they would um, definitely, like, when they were on the limb, they would gobble at your calls. Uh, it was like I could be standing on a field edge looking at a turkey, like seeing it with my own eyes, calling, and it just, it's like it didn't even care, man. And, and it was because most yeah. of them still had hens. And so um, this late in the season to, be, to have hens like that would be is kind of weird. Uh, but it's not weird when you think about, well, if those hens didn't have their – if their poults didn't survive, then they're trying to get rebred so that they can have have babies, you know. Yeah. Um, so that they yeah. can have, have their eggs. And so that made a whole lot of sense to me just because it was weird weather this year. Um, it never really, like, I can't think late in the trip we had a couple days that were warm. But, dude, even in Alabama this year, I just did not have a, a lot of, like, just cold or warm, hot days. It was almost always like a like a nice day, you know, a nice spring day. Chilly in yeah. the mornings, a little warmer in the afternoons, then chilly again at night. And like, yeah, not just stupid hot. Um, so it was weird, but uh, so we kind of realized this like after our after that's the second morning. Uh, so I shot that Jake. Then the next morning, it was a really stinking nice day. Me and Adam hunted together that day, and we had birds gobbling like crazy. Um, I mean, all over the place. Really, there was like three different birds or four different birds that we heard. And they just, like, they just they just didn't care for the calling, you know. They, it wasn't. And so that's kind of when we realized, okay, we're going to have to do something different here. Um, this isn't going to be just normal turkey hunting. Like, it's got to be something different. Uh, we've got to get, we got to figure out, we got to pinpoint their roost and try to get get there before they fly down so we at least have an opportunity to get our eyes on them to see which direction right. they go. Um. And so that was kind of our that was kind of our game plan moving forward, and we did man. And I I got close to uh, to one bird the next day after that that um, he was gobbling like crazy on the roost, and I pushed in to where I thought I was about fifty yards from where he was roosted at. And dude, I sat there. He gobbled once I think, and then and then stopped. I didn't hear him again, but I never heard him fly off. I never heard him fly down, so I just sat there, man. I was like, I'm going to sit here as long as I have to until I either know that he's not there or I spook him or something. And so I sat there, dude. I sat there till like 1030 and uh, never heard him. I was like, man. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go try to see if I can find the tree where he was roosted in so I can mark it and have it for tomorrow. So I walk to where I think it is, and I stand there, and I look, and all of a sudden I hear, whoa, 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 whoa. I hear those wing beats. And I look up, and the Joker was still in a tree at ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> like wow, like wow, it, it was it was late, man. And uh, I that's the latest probably I've ever seen him fly down. I, I figure maybe he heard me or something or saw me through the trees, sitting there waiting on him, and he just, just like something happened where he just was he just wasn't happy, happy. and he wasn't gonna fly down because he didn't feel safe, but because he was awake at at daylight at the first crack of daylight he was gobbling so he'd just been sitting in there um 
so that was that that's that was kind of our strategy going forward man going going into the rest of the week was like okay try to figure out where these birds are at get in early 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 and try to pinpoint try to pinpoint their roost and uh and so that's what we did and dude i stayed on the same turkey for like five days till the end of the trip and i still didn't kill that long beer um but i went into an area to into the area where i ended up killing the white bird at the first time i went in um i was like well i, I was kind of running late and the, there were some spots that were fairly close easy to walk to and um just from the road and so I, I walked in and heard these birds going nuts and i walked through this field and into a gap and i kind of was able to peek through and i saw three three birds I, one one for sure was a long beard and the other two i think were jakes i never really got a great look at them but they were all three gobbling and um and so they ended up busting me while i was setting up and uh and that was pretty much that day like it was pretty much over right then when they busted me. But I kept that in the back of my yeah. mind. I'm like, man, I know there's for th- for sure three birds gobbling in here, probably more than that. And so I went back the next day. Um, I'm trying to think, did I go back on my kayak the next day? What did I do that day? I'm trying to remember if I, on that on that specific day, exactly what I did. Um, I think the next day I did not go back on my kayak. I went back. I didn't. The next day I went back, um, while I I walked in (laughs) and so so I walked into this, this area. No, 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 that that's wrong that evening. So I, I, I spooked those birds off that evening. I went, I, I kayaked around the whole thing and basically went to where I knew that they were roosting at where I knew I heard their, uh, I heard their goblin from, that's what happened. So that evening I went in there and walked in and just sat over that field that I saw them at. And I, I was waiting to hear the wing beats of them flying up. I ended up hearing them and, and I was able to pinpoint it just super easy. I knew exactly where those birds were at. And, uh, and I was like, okay, they never gobbled or anything, but I heard them fly up. And so I left came back, I kayaked in again that morning. It was just such a better access to kayak in rather than walk into there because I wouldn't have to walk through any fields, uh, nothing. It was actually like a lot quicker to do it that way too. And so so that next morning I got up super early, kayaked in, and there were like, (laughs) dude, as soon as I pulled into this slough, there were like seven birds gobbling all over the place there were turkeys gobbling i was like i know i didn't hear this many turkeys fly up but dude they were everywhere drew like they were all over the place (laughs) these seven turkeys like uh, there were for sure seven gobblers and i was like my gosh and so i ended up pushing up really really close to to the roost like like they were still gobbling it was still early uh and i ended up getting probably I mean, about as close as I ever have. I was probably 40 yards away from the tree that that, that one yeah. of them was in. And the way that this works, there's a big, long point that went out in the water, and these birds roosted. There was three of them, and so that's why I figured it was these same three. It was one close to the land, one midways down the point, and one at the end of the point. And that was where they were gobbling. And then there was other birds gobbling all over the place anyway. So... I got up really close, and they ended up flying down the opposite direction of me. And uh, and they kept gobbling, though, that day. They kept gobbling. I was like, all right, well, hmm. I'm going to have to try to figure something out. I couldn't really get around them because there was some private land there that I couldn't cross. And so I went backwards and um, went through the field that I saw them in the day before and went up to the top of the hill in the gap between that field and another one. And I got to that gap, man, and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, this is a big field. I'm just going to glass it before I just go busting through there. And so I put my binoculars up, and right as soon as I did, I see a hen fly up and leave. And, um, and then I hear a bird gobbling. I'm like, what in the world? And so she's, she kind of had left, and I look, and I see like this red head with a white body. 
sticking up over the <laughs> st- sticking up over this knob, and I was like, "What is that? Is that a chicken? What is that sitting out there?" <laughs> and so I I put my binoculars up, and then I could see it clearly that it looked just like a regular turkey, just white. And all I could see was like kind of his chest up, and uh, and then he like he booked it. He looked at me, didn't like it, and he booked it. He was gone. And then he started gobbling, yeah. looking for that other hen. So I proceeded to go back around and try to intercept where he like where I knew his hen was at. And I mean that because this that was just the game. Like this was just late season, late season turkey hunting. Man is what it is. What it kind of came down to was like. If you got a bird that's gobbling, instead of trying to call him, just try to get in front of him. And, and yeah. you know, it, it's really where a lot of woodsmanship comes in, into play for turkey hunting. People always talk about woodsmanship um, with turkey hunting, but this really is where it came in because you really have to look at different terrain features that a turkey is going to have to know how they travel, and you got to try to figure out and predict what terrain features he's going to use to get to where he wants to be at. And, um, and so that's what I did. I, I ended up, it was wrong. Um, oh, well, kind of wrong. I ended up, I was just a little bit behind him. He had beat me to the spot where, where he was going. And so, um, he started gobbling. Well, I was supposed to meet Adam at like 12 o'clock and I'm sitting there chasing these birds and all of them are still gobbling. Uh, I'm chasing them all over the place and it's like 1150. <laughs> And I still got a kayak around, <laughs> and I got like a 30-minute drive to town and no service. So I'm like, Adam's going to think I'm dead out here. So for the first time, I think, in my life, Drew, I left seven turkeys gobbling in the woods <laughs> that day and uh, and met up with Adam Ooh. and ate lunch. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough. And I, I told Adam, I was like, listen, man, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to blame you or anything because it's definitely not your fault. I'm the one who said that we should meet up at 12. So I'm not trying to blame you, but I'm just letting you know I left those birds gobbling out there. And he was like, what? Dude, why would you do that? I would have totally stayed. And I was like, well, man, I just didn't want you to think well, I was Well, thanks for dead. that, Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, fast but also, 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 we we found out that Adam didn't know about the Goonies at lunch. Yeah, what the heck? Is that right? That was that same day. Um, yeah, I found out that that Adam. We were just kind of talking. I want to say maybe our waitress was talking with us. I can't remember. Um, but we started talking about, and I was like, I said something about the Goonies, and he was like, he looked at me. He's like, I don't know what the Goonies is. I was like, Adam. Dude, come on. The Goonies? You don't know what the Goonies is? He's like, no. Man. Oh. He's like, he said, this is his, his exact words. I was like, dude, it's like a, like just a 90s, and it may have been in the late 80s even. I can't remember, but uh, I was like, it's just one of those like 90s type shows, movies. And he said, like the Sandlot? And I was like, listen, Adam, <laughs> the Sandlot is a good one. But it's not the Goonies. You you can't know about the Sandlot and not know about the Goonies. It's it's sacrilegious. And he was like, "Dude, I don't I don't get it, man." He's like, "I don't, I don't, so, I don't so know you, what you're talking so about." You left seven goblin turkeys to come eat lunch with a man that does not know anything about the Goonies. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, talk talk about disappointment. <laughs> it was a disappointing day, man. It was a disappointing day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so after lunch that day, um, we ended up kind of driving back to, um, to Andy's driving to Andy Melton's house to record <clears throat> last week's podcast with him. And, uh, and we had a good time and we, we ate, ate some pork chops. He cooked pork chops. Um, dude, just, just treated us like we were royalty. And let me tell you something, dude, that guy, um, him and David, both some of the stinking nicest people you will ever meet in your life. And so most, a lot of people who are listening to this probably heard that episode. And, um, and, and we, we really kind of broke down a lot of the scenarios that I've, that I was kind of going through and how to kill these birds. And, uh, and they, they helped me a lot. But the funny thing was that we were just like joking in the podcast last week about like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out tomorrow and I'm going to kill that Turkey. 
it's gonna be a it's gonna be awesome. I'm not gonna let any any other bird. Uh, I'm gonna let every other bird walk. I'm not gonna kill him. Whatever. Um, and it was just it was just kind of joking and stuff. I was like, I'll send you pictures of it when I kill him tomorrow morning. And like, okay, yeah, that'd be great. So the next morning, I ended up going back to where I know that these other turkeys that I had seen, just just regular birds, were uh, were roosted, and they weren't all roosted there, but the the um, the main one was the one who was the closest to me the last time. He was in the exact same tree, and I came at him from another angle. We talked about it in last week's episode, kind of how I was going to come at him. I was going to go basically the direction that he pitched down at and where I found his tracks at the day before. And so I'm sitting there, and I get, dude, I get into position perfect, like perfectly <laughs> into position. I'm like, I'm going to kill this bird today. And he was gobbling his brains out just right there in my face. I was like, I, I know this is about to happen. Like, it doesn't matter which direction he goes, I'm going to kill him. And that joker flew off, went across the lake, like across the slough of the lake. So he like went wide. Wow. The opposite direction. And I was like, he basically flew over where my kayak was at uh, the day before. And I was like, Whoa. what? Come on, man. Like seriously and so he he flew down and i'm just sitting there man just like just ticked i'm like man what the heck like i i did all this thinking about it and whatever i know there's a lot of turkeys in here maybe another one will fire off just a few minutes later i catch some movement out of my like my right eye and i was basically just sitting there sulking because i was i was gonna get up and move and try to find find a turkey somewhere I'm just sitting there sulking, and I catch some movement out of my right eye, and I look over, and I see it. I, it looked like hogs walking through the woods because I saw that white turkey, and I was like, Are "Those hogs!" And then I saw the regular turkey, and I was like, "Oh no, that's white lightning!" And uh, <laughs> and and so I, I like immediately, dude. I immediately started freaking out. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this bird is walking right at me!" And the way that he's walking, uh, I, I try to set this up as good as I can you have a big you have a big public field and a big private field with a stretch of woods like a strip of woods between them and then you have like uh between both of those fields and the water you have just like a a strip of woods so you got fields strip of woods water and they were walking at me between the fields and the they had walked out of a field and were walking in the strip of woods between the fields and the water, right at me. So, unless they flew over the water or went into the field that they just came out of, they were going to walk right by me. Um, and so I was getting jacked up, man. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really going to happen. So I sat there for a little while, nothing happened. I'm like, where are these birds at? I have, like, I didn't see them. I know they're there somewhere. There was kind of just a little bit of a little bit of a lip that I couldn't see over. Uh, but if they would have just kept walking the direction that they were going, I would have seen them. I was like, man. So I sat there for a little bit and waited to see if they would gobble so I could get an idea of maybe where they were at. I tried to do some owl hoots and stuff, and they weren't responsive to any of that. And so I just really slowly moved a little bit closer to where, um, to where like towards the water where I could see over that lip. And as I was moving a little bit closer, I hear, or I see a hen, just a regular hen, um, standing by herself. And she sees me, and she runs runs off, like, down towards the water. And I was like, man, that was weird. But I was like, okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If, if they didn't see me, and she runs off, then they're going to be gobbling looking for her. Uh, which is basically the only reason it seems like they gobble this time of year down there or up there. So uh, I was like, that's not a bad thing. Maybe they'll start gobbling because she's gone. And, um, or maybe she didn't, it was raining this day too, by the way. So I was thinking, you know, maybe she didn't really know what I was because kind of her senses were down a little bit because of the rain. And I wasn't being super loud getting through there. I ended up just sitting right down right there. And just waiting. Because I was like, okay, they're here somewhere. I know they're here. So I ended up sitting down just waiting. And a goose flew by. 
That was the craziest thing. This goose just started just wearing it out. Just honking all over the place. <laughs> and while he while this goose is honking, these two uh, I know there were there were two gobbler gobbling birds right here. I don't know how many there actually were. I know two of them were gobblers though. And they they just started firing up like crazy right like right on the bank of the of the water. It's what it sounded like. And I was like, oh my gosh, they are right there. And I just couldn't see them because of the trees that were kind of right in right in front of the water. I was like, okay. So I started belly crawling. And I belly crawled all the way to probably within 30 yards of where they were at, um, where it sounded like they were at. I belly crawled, set up. And, dude, I set up there for so long waiting for another gobble. Because they, I know they were they had to be somewhere right there because – I would have seen them. Like, it was just one of those places where they had nowhere they could go where I wouldn't see them. So I sat there, and I do- end up dozing off, and, like, I'm I'm waiting these things out. And uh, not, like, not like truly dozing off, not going into a deep sleep, but, like, just kind of sitting there and getting bored because I'm, like, just, it's, it's a, I'm just, I'm tired of waiting. I know they're right there, and I'm tired of waiting. And so eventually I, I realized, okay, they're not going to move. I just need to, I need to make another move. And if I spook them, then maybe I'll be able to at least get a shot off. And so I end up belly crawling and my, my batteries on my, ca- on my main camera are running out really quick and it's raining. And so I'm trying to figure out like, do I want to put this camera away or do I want to chance it? Like, what do I want to do here? And so I ended up crawling and belly crawling with that camera off, um, but my GoPro running. And I'm like, so I'm belly crawling just very slowly, and I find like a little cluster of trees that I can sit in comfortably, and I can I would be able to film out of it. And I knew once I got to this cluster, I was probably about to see them. And so I, I belly crawled to this cluster. And by this time, dude, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like 9.45. Like, it's well into the day that I've been just trying to wait these things out. And the first time I saw them was at, first light right after that bird pitched down the other one pitched down so i mean i'd been i'd been they've been down here for a minute and so i belly crawl to this cluster of trees and i just kind of raise my body up just to see if i can see anything and dude as soon as i did that i see a redhead at 20 yards just right over the hill um it was Mm. it was nuts man like it was nuts when i saw it so I had to shoot. I had never really done that on turkeys before, like like belly crawl type style shooting. And so I could tell I could tell which one was the white one. And so I just leaned my or raised my gun up real slowly and ended up shooting it. And so um, the way that he's kind of standing, you can't really see him. I, I could barely see the top of his head enough to tell that he was like and like his neck to tell that he was white. But um, I mean, all the video is kind of, it's kind of just, just the same from Tennessee. Like all of my, all my videos from Tennessee are pretty much the same because the times when I shot turkeys, it was on days that it was raining. So I couldn't use everything that I had. Um, Right. But I mean, who's going to turn down an opportunity to shoot a white turkey, whether the camera's running or not, you know? And so. um, Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why would you? There's no point. So it was crazy, man. But that was that was pretty much it. And I, I tried to kill that same bird for the next two days. The the one that kept. But every time I would set up on him, he would fly down the opposite direction. And finally, I got to uh, Friday, which was I had decided once I killed White Lightning, I was like, you know what? I'm I'd be okay if I ended the trip right here. I need a day of rest. I'm like, I'm wore out. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. And and sleep in my bed, so I'd been sleeping in my yeah. I slept in my car the whole time. I slept in the Hummer in the Walmart parking lot. Um, I slept at Adam Adam uh, Adam and his family let me sleep in their house a couple nights, which was cool. Um, but I slept in my car a lot, and I was ready to get home. Once I shot white light, and I'm like, okay, there's not a whole lot of ways that I can top this. Yeah, yeah that, that that's the thing. Like, I mean, like everything else from there is just kind of a step down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean I mean it, <laughs> it was, but that's that's cool, man. It was definitely a good way to end the turkey season. Um to end a turkey season that I am 
Uh, I killed more turkeys this year than I ever have. I mean, um, at least since I've lived in the South, you know, not in Texas. Uh, I've never killed four in a, in a season, so that was that was pretty neat um, being able to do that, and then just cap it off with that with that white bird. It was like it was just one of those one of those things, you know. This this podcast episode we talk about it a lot, but we 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 really try to on on this podcast we try to talk a lot of, about a lot of things that are more tactical based and not so much storytelling. But with something like this, man, I just really felt like it would be valuable for the people that you know that I'm creating the content for that you you kind of hear the story as it happened you know and not and not just seeing the pictures or anything like that like you actually tell the story and so um this is going to be the last turkey episode of the spring so Drew I know you're not too disappointed by that right no because that means um we can flip our mind to uh, deer season. Well, I was um, thinking first we could we could like really start getting oh, jacked yeah. up about about dove hunting. <laughs> um, so no, so next not, week next week no. we have a world renowned dove hunter. We're actually doing a full series dedicated to dove hunting, and it's going to be lit, fam. <laughs> Just kidding. Yep. That's the awesome, Parker. I'm totally game to, to let everybody know how much I miss doves. So, because I'm a terrible wing shot, especially when it comes to doves. Yeah, but I, I like no, man, dove it's, hunt, it's, but it, we're not doing a podcast series. We're never probably going to do a series on or a podcast about dove hunting. Like, no, that's good. But I, I know. Yeah, we don't. We, nah, no, no. Um, I know we're. We're excited to uh, – we, we got a new canoe on order, and oh, yeah. um, it's going to get here. And um, so we're excited to get that thing out and do some summer summer fishing and also some summer scouting with it too. Heck, yeah, man. That's – I'm so glad you ended up getting that. Like, I'm super jacked. So are you going to end up doing an outboard motor on it? I am. Yep. I'm, I'm going to do a out, I'm gonna do an outboard motor on it. Um, and um, – uh, just really looking forward to it, man. My, it's cool because my my wife wants to um, do some fishing on it too, and so it, 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 it's it's going to be good, man. We'll be able to get out and mm. do some fishing on it, and that's um, going to be fun. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. And then so, you know, which which uh, I forgot which color do we get? The army green one. The army green one, the one like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same one, dude. We're gonna look like yeah. we're gonna look like a couple studs rolling up there with our new canoes together. Yeah, we're gonna look a whole lot better than Walt and his matching Crocs and you know <laughs> bag and stuff. Why don't you get the uh, you Why know? don't you get the baby blue one, man? Come on, nothing screams public land killer like baby blue. What are you uh, doing, Drew? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't you know? just, just, <laughs> couldn't pull the trigger on the baby blue um um now maybe the crocs maybe you know um but no man we're 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 excited about it and we're gonna get that motor um hooked up and everything and oh yeah and learn the ins and learn the learn the ins and outs of it and also maybe take it on some summer deer scouting because i know um that'll, that'll be something we'll be doing here in a little bit too oh yeah man i think I think you're gonna enjoy it. I really think you're gonna. I think you're gonna fall in love with it. I I know I have, especially that first time that you put a deer on there, or a turkey on there, whatever it is that you put on there, and you're like, "Holy cow, this is cool!" Um, so I'm excited about it, man, dude, Drew. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I have thoroughly. We we really dove into turkey season a lot more this year than we normally do. Um, normally we do a couple episodes and then we get back to deer, but uh, man, I have really just enjoyed all the people that we've talked to this turkey season. And so, um, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people have also enjoyed it. Um, just, you know, I mean, guys, like I can't even name them all right now off the top of my head, but we got guys like Drew Abel and Zach Lucas, the Longbeard Legends guys. I mean, like, come on, man. Like that, it has yeah. been a, a really, really, really fun turkey season. Kind of talking about, you know, 
to a lot of people that, you know, in the past we probably wouldn't have been able to talk about because we we haven't really focused on turkey season a whole lot. Um, Cy Colley, I, I just looked it up. Uh, Joey Bell, a return guest, Joey Bell. Um, Catman, we kicked off with Catman. Ricky Buller, Jordan Pope. Uh, we talked to Walter Lee. We talked to uh, Adam Cruz again. I mean, it was – that's a dang good turkey season. That's a bunch of – Jordan Pope. Dude, Jordan Pope's episode was one of my favorites. He This dude, like, struggled all season long. He's a turkey-killing machine normally, but all season long he struggled just putting hundreds of miles, logging hundreds of miles on his boots, and then um, – like in the last week of the season, killed four turkeys in that last week, like all all on public land. The dude, I mean, it was just just some absolutely cool cool stories and tons yeah, of knowledge. What's that? No, I was just saying. Yeah, it 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 was it was cool because you you, you have one of the things that I've noticed about turkey hunting here, especially in, in Alabama, is that like to a to a group to to like a group of your hardcore hunters, it's, it's like, it's the most important 35 days of the whole entire year. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it, it is really, um, and, and, and we got to hear that in, in all of our guests. It was, it, it, it was good, man. I had a blast, dude. Um, I'm looking forward to deer season though. Like it's already, it's already, uh, like I'm already starting to make plans. I'm getting, I'm just getting so fired up. Like absolutely, yeah, hard. dude. I can't wait. So, yeah. All that to say, yeah. we're gonna kick off deer season, basically starting next week, unless by some crazy weird thing, you know, Cuz Stricklander or uh, Will Primos or somebody like that calls us up and says verbally, "Hey, I want to be on your podcast." Unless that happens, we're done with turkey season for this year. And um, we're going to kick off deer season next week. So, all that being said, I would love it if you guys who are listening to this, if you would send me some suggestions. We got people that we're planning on talking to and guys that me and Drew have uh, talked about reaching out to that I think you're really going to enjoy. But if there's somebody that you would absolutely love to hear from on the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, send us a message on on facebook on instagram you can you can follow us there it's uh on facebook just search southern ground hunting on instagram it's all lowercase all one word at southern ground hunting and uh send us a dm or direct uh or a private message and let us know like if there's somebody that you're like man this person would be perfect for your podcast um we definitely want to know about that drew um i think it's going to be a good deer season dude i think this off season is going to be killer and leading up into deer season, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I am too, brother. I'm 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 excited about it. So guys, hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Also check out Scree, um, Southern Ground, all lowercase gets you fifteen percent off on that, and uh, get geared up for deer season, man. Heck yeah! Well, dude, Drew, I don't know about you. I am uh, I'm I'm ready to uh, to be in a tree. Yes. I'm yes, ready. yes, and yes. I'm ready to get my butt back in the phantom, the tethered phantom saddle, and up in a tree chasing big bucks or, or small ones or does or whatever. Whatever I feel like that day, I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, what would be absolutely insane if, if you killed a albino deer to go along with your albino turkey. That'd be pretty nuts, man. That'd be pretty it crazy. Happen. It could happen. You're right. It could it could very well happen. I you know, I think it might be a bad omen if I did that, but <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? It's either like I'm the luckiest guy in the world or he's about to go through a really tough time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, cool, dude. Well, well, Drew, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you get back to your day, to your evening. Um, I will talk to you next week, man. I am super excited again about getting into deer season. It is going to be awesome. But I wanted to let you know that if 
you are going to be outdoors. If you're still doing turkey season somewhere, um, maybe you are fishing, summer scouting, whatever it is that you're doing, I'll need you to remember this. God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next time.